Hello and welcome to Magnum She Wrote. My name is Erin and with me as always is my beautiful, beautiful husband, Cameron. Thank you. How are you doing this fine day? I'm doing well. So, I had a dream last night. Oh boy. I thought we should segue into this Murder She Wrote episode with my dream because it's quite pertinent. Okay. Okay, so in this dream, this is a true story. <laughs> this is a real dream that happened last true, night. True story. Just happened a few hours ago, so it's fresh in my head. <laughs> I'm Speaker of the House. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even kidding. I don't have those sorts of political dreams, so this was weird. Yeah. I'm Speaker of the House, and I'm making pastries. <laughs> in, in my office. House? In my office at the House of Representatives. Wait. In the House of Representatives? Yeah. Okay. In my office. Okay. And I'm okay. Speaker of the House, and I have a whole bunch of aides helping me out. Yeah. I think they're talking about Kurds. Not Kurds in way, but like Turkish Kurds. Oh, boy. Yeah, because that's... Yeah, it's very topical. Apparently, my dreams are... Spot on. Yikes. <laughs> anyway, because I'm from the 80s, so therefore I'm clearly paranormal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So my dreams are, you know, quite, uh, yeah. what's the word, tangent, no. Um, what's the word I'm prescient? looking for? Prescient? Yes, maybe. Uh, There's another word. I don't remember. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I'm making pastries for everybody, and one of the mm-hmm. aides comes up to me and says, you know, you're going to have to be a vegetarian now. And oh. I said, why? What? And he goes, all speakers of the house are vegetarians. <laughs> and in my head, my head goes, this doesn't make sense. And you woke up. And I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> but the point of this dream is to say, I'm just as qualified as Jessica Fletcher is to be yes. a representative in the house. You've spent more time in Washington, D.C. in your dreams yes. than she had in, in real life. In real life. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Because this is absurd. Absurd. Is this a real? Can you do that? No. Like, like, no, I you know, can't just you can't just be like, hey, Stephen King, our representative died. Why don't you take over? But like, haven't like people had like their wives take over when like they die and stuff? Oh, that's in like an emergency state. Well, that's what this is, isn't it? Yeah, but you can't just go and choose a mystery author. <laughs> Why not? No. It's your civic duty. We've oh learned my all God. about this. No. Okay. So anyway, this episode is entitled Capital Offense. Yes. In which Jessica Fletcher becomes a congresswoman for like a day. A day. But she has to vote on very important legislation. <laughs> very. Well, one in particular. <laughs> and one in particular. And I'm just like, is she qualified for this? But apparently, like, so as I was thinking that in my head. Yeah, I'm talking an awful lot on this. No, 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 sorry. I, I'm very opinionated about this. Subject. No, 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 no. You have lots of good things to say. Yeah, well, thank you. But in my head, I was like, she's not qualified for this. This is right. horrible. Mm-hmm. We've already learned this lesson. You need somebody qualified yeah. to be in these positions. And then I was like, but wait. There's she's more. honest. Yeah. She believes in justice. Yes. <laughs> she's intelligent. Yes. She has great manners. Yes. She's well-spoken. Yes. I don't know. I'm game with this. She's exercises. Suddenly, she exercises. I was like, and she's well put together. Well put together. Yeah. You know, Whoa, she, I didn't say, I said that weird. Yeah. She's well oh, put together. She's well put together. <laughs> <laughs> but like, she, I was thinking about it and I was like, actually, I would vote for her. <laughs> oh, I would totally vote for her. I was like, I, she's. Oh my right? God. No. No. I was going to point out something that was like insane to me. Mm-hmm. And it suddenly makes complete sense based on the plot of this episode. Okay. And set designer of this particular episode, <laughs> you. Bravo. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait to get to that point. Okay. All right. So okay. give us some IMDb uh, facts. There was no real facts. There's actually zero facts. Oh. There was one person. Because <laughs> pretending to be a politician is not factual. <laughs> no, no, no. But I was like, uh, there was like an IMDb review uh-huh. that it was a person from Britain named Nobby 12 or something like okay. that. And they're like, I learned so much about the American like government oh, from God, watching no, this didn't. episode. I'm like, oh, no, you no, didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. But IMDb says that. When a congressman suddenly dies from a heart attack, Jessica is asked to temporarily replace him in Washington. Washington. <laughs> and I'm just brief. Latest came out January 6, 1985. Top movie, still Beverly Hills Cop. Gotcha. Apparently, it was a great movie. Apparently. And the top song is still Like a Virgin. Ugh. You're going to have to deal with it. Oh. She's here to stay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so maybe one day those will be different. Maybe they're still the top movie in maybe. the song. I don't know. <laughs> 
Madonna lasts forever. <laughs> but anyway, as you said, this episode is called Capital Offense. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, we get an establishing shot of the Watergate. Yeah, so you already know what's going to happen. Ooh. And I and I wrote, as I, as I saw it, ew, politicians. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that too. I'm like, I get enough politics shoved down my yes. throat every day. Yes. Not that it's a bad thing. We should all keep informed. Ugh. But... It just is kind of like, guys, I'm please no I'm more. I'm in Cabot Cove right now. I, yeah. I don't want to Can I deal... just deal with a grisly murder, please? Yeah. <laughs> please. Something please. ethical like a murder. <laughs> <laughs> please. Yeah, but there are just a bunch of politicians at this party, and I was just like, oh, I oh. feel so icky. And, I oh. immediately wanted to take a bath because I was like, oh, God, I can't with this. We had four... Well, no, I'm sorry. We had three old white dudes, yeah. one youngish white dude, <laughs> yeah. and one woman. Yeah. And I, who is like the skank of the party? Yeah, she was just like. Yeah, the, she, she she gets used. The party skank. The party skank. I'm calling her that because she gets used to set them up in, in compromising positions. Yes. So she, I call her the party skank. She's like taking pictures of lipstick camera and she's yeah. taking pictures of these guys. Yeah, and we see later on that she's always um, naked with unconscious men. <laughs> Constantly. To it's make like it a, look like they've like been. Hobby. Yeah, to make it look like she's been having an affair with these guys. Yes, yes. It's to blackmail that's her, them. That's stuff. her thing. That's her yeah. thing. That's why I call her the party skank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can have the double meaning of like. <laughs> like political party. <laughs> she's the party skank. But she plays both sides. Yes. So, yeah. You know. So she's, so she's not a specific party, like the Democrat or Republican. Right. She's party skank. I was about to call her the Ross Baroque. Or the, or the, or the Libertarian like, oh, Party she... or the Green Party skank. Yeah. She's like... She's like... <laughs> now, normally I don't judge women for their sexual appetites, but in this well, case I'll make an exception. Well, because doing it for blackmail is not cool. And she wasn't even having sex with them. No, she, she was wasn't. just posing. Yeah. In, like, compromising positions with Exactly. That. There's a totally different thing. Exactly. It would be better if she was having sex with them, quite You know honestly. what? I'm not even kidding about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the people of note at this party, mm-hmm. we have Dan, I, Congressman Dan. Don't ask me these people's I last think he's names. The, I think that, isn't that Kepner? Isn't Kepner. that our young guy? Yes. Okay. Dan is the okay. youngish one. Then we it have... It took me forever to get his name, because I was like, is it Klepner? Is it Klepper? Is it... Kenner is I'm just it... calling Congressman Mandan. <laughs> Congressman Dan. Okay. <laughs> and um, we also have a man named Dixon, mm-hmm. an older gentleman. He Who's is also a congressman. He's not... Oh, he made me want to take a bath. He is like when you think of like horrible politicians. Yes. And he's a lobbyist. So No, no, worst Harry's the lobbyist. No, is he? Oh wait, no, yeah, he's he a, is lobbyist a lobbyist. Too. Yeah. That's right. And then we have Harry who's To me, a... lobbyists are the worst human beings on the planet. Yes. Yes. I agree. <laughs> because I... there's seldom the... good ones. There yeah. are seldom good ones. Well, They're it... always trying to like work in England. I mean, yeah, they might be lobbying for a cause you believe in, but there's yeah. still this underhanded yeah. quid pro quo thing exactly. where you give me this, I'll give you that. And mm-hmm. it, it, I just wish lobbyists were out of Washington altogether. Yeah. And just, you know, it just, it's just. I don't icky. know. It's, it's a, a complicated whole... situation. It's really I don't complicated. Th- do you think we're going to solve it today? No. <laughs> okay. We're so... not going to solve it in a 40-minute podcast, <laughs> which sometimes leads on to an hour and a half. <laughs> okay. So that makes a little bit more sense to me. So okay. we have Dixon, mm-hmm. who I'm probably calling Dix, <laughs> and we have Harry. Harry Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> we got Harry. Okay. No, we're just calling them Harry and Dixon. We got Harry Dixon, the, and, <laughs> and they're the lobbyists. Okay. We have Marta. She's yes. the party skank. Yes. And then we have Dan, who's a recovering alcoholic who is drinking. Yes, he right is now. drunk right now. And we are told that another guy, Wendell, Wendell, let's okay. call him Wendell. It's Wendell Joyner or Jenner or something. He like dies that. like real fast. Right, right now. Yeah, he dies right now. And we so. know that Dixon and Harry. Harry invited him to this party, and Dixon's like, I don't like him. He doesn't like me. The only reason why he's even there at the party is because he's trying to save young Congressman Kleppner from these Yeah, he thinks these lobbyists are just the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. And he walks, and he's like, I'm going to report you guys tomorrow. To the ethics committee, and then he dies. He immediately has a heart attack. And I was like, man, all the good ones die. While they're fighting a good fight. Yes. So then we cut to Cabacope, (laughs) where Jess is talking to a woman named... Eleanor, who is apparently, I just said Eleanor like I was. Uh, yeah, I was like, why did <laughs> you pronounce it Eleanor? The good place. 
I was like, because I make fun of that pronunciation too. I'm always like, why do you call it Eleanor? The only reason I brought it because like probably our listeners wouldn't even know that I said it weird. (laughs) (laughs) But I know for a fact that you always make fun of the way he says it. And for some reason, (laughs) I just said it that way. Eleanor. Um, I hate it pronounced Eleanor. It's Eleanor. Eleanor. Cancels lunch. lunch (laughs) And just so we know where Jess stands on everything. She's like, that's okay. Voter registration is more important than having lunch with me. That's right. Ding dong. And um, a man shows up at her house and says, Wendell Joyner, the congressman, he just died. Mm -hmm. We need you (laughs) to fill in his place in the the government. In the government. (laughs) It's a government position. (laughs) And she says, to your point, she says, no, 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 I have no qualifications in this. Yeah. And like, why is she chosen? Why is she chosen? I don't know. We don't don't get this backstory. Were they were they friends? Were her and Wendell friends? No. They don't seem to no, be. No, they don't know not, each other. Because she's not broken up about it. I don't know. It. Well, okay. Maybe she's the only prominent person in her district because she is uh, a representative. Yeah, as a representative. So it's a representative district. Yeah. So it would be someone from like the Cabot Cove So it's district. someone from Cabot Cove. And so she's maybe like the they big were. Name yeah, in so Cabot maybe they were like, well, you're intelligent enough. Maybe you. Yeah. <laughs> because we can't get his wife, apparently. Ethan's disappeared over the horizon. Ethan's and, gone. <laughs> Amos is. Let's not talk about. <laughs> Seth hasn't been introduced to the show yet. So so I guess. I guess we'll go with you. There's a town of 2,300 and she's the best. <laughs> I so. mean, trust me, we wouldn't choose you because you're a woman, but. <laughs> <laughs> and they it say, still doesn't make sense to me. And really, they're like, we need you here because we have extremely important legislation that deals yeah. with your district. Yes. And we need someone in there. Yes. And I guess. And I was like, What? She's not qualified at all to and, vote on And this. I'm assuming she's at least the same political party as Wendell. Although we don't find out. We don't. I mean, you, we can assume what she is. <laughs> but um, She's independent. She's independent, yeah. of course. She's told, like, your state needs you. Mm-hmm. It's your civic duty. <laughs> Drop whatever you're doing. The book you're writing. Yeah. Come on over. So she's, Stop trying to get people to get out and vote. Stop. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop trying to rock the vote, Jess. I, stop. <laughs> Because, you know, she thinks voting is extremely important, you know, and it is. You know what? It is extremely important. We should just say that. Everybody, mm-hmm. if you're able, if you, mm-hmm. you should absolutely. You should register to vote. It doesn't matter register. what side you vote for, just so long as you're voting. As long as you're voting. Exercise yeah. your right. Exercise your right to vote. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm glad we got that out. Yeah, I'm not going to try to sway them one way or the other. No, 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 A no. lot of people's beliefs are firmly set one way or the other. So. Although, educate yourself. And yes. just go ahead and don't believe anything on Facebook. Don't believe anything on Facebook because I'm sure both sides are going to be false advertising. No, no. Just, just, so just don't. Don't get your news from Facebook. No, don't. Please don't get Do your, your own news yeah. research. So I think we've been saying that for like four years now, though. Yeah, but I really want people to understand don't get your news from Facebook. Oh, please don't. Facebook is literally, well, now we're getting into oh, I hate events. Facebook. Oh, I hate this Facebook. episode. See, and that was my problem, too, with this episode. I was like, I'm going to say something. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I I was like, and I don't want to. I don't want to get into that political quagmire muck. Right. Because it ends up making me angry. Right. You know, because regardless of which side you're for, you're very passionate about which side you're for. Yes, yes. And so it's... It's a quagmire. I don't like it. It's a swamp. It's gross. I don't like it. And nobody's happy right now. And nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. So everyone's... On either side, nobody is happy. Nobody's happy. Just saying, go vote. And just go vote. Just go vote. Just go vote. <laughs> but vote for the right people. <laughs> and if you're a woman, be, definitely be sure to vote. Yep. Because a lot of women were beaten and raped for this. Yeah. So make sure you learn how to vote. Yeah. That's that's very important. I, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. But we're going to get back to the show yeah. now. I didn't want to be like a weird transition. Because <laughs> now we meet. We got dark. <laughs> Let's get darker with the savage, brutal murder of an upcoming character. Oh, my God. Oh, the my murder. God. It was oh terrifying. God. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, thank God she was so brutally murdered because I was getting so involved in all these politics. I really needed something fresh need like a, a release. murder. I needed a release. <laughs> I needed that release. But it was terrifying. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Seriously? She was, <laughs> like, it was a we'll brutal murder. We'll get to it. We'll it get was to brutal. It. And I was like, man, this is murder she wrote. It's not yeah. supposed to get this brutal. Right. <laughs> so we got Fancy Joe, whom we're going to call Slimy Joe. Uh, Slimy Joe. As soon as he stepped on the scene, I literally wrote, oh, he is slimy. <laughs> He's the kind of guy who uh, And he comes off as, as being kind of like. 
pandering, but nice. But obviously, there's an undercurrent of he wants something from he you. He reminded me. I'm going to get literary on you folks. He reminded okay. me of Edmund from King Lear. Um, okay. He's one of... I don't remember King Lear. It's kind he's, of my he's, Shakespeare play. Yeah. He's very devious. Okay. A very conniving okay. character. As long as I don't have him confused with Edgar, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> there are two Eds in there. There are two brothers named Edmund and Edgar. Ed, because their parents I'm, were a-holes. I'm 90% <laughs> sure Edmund is a Saturnine fellow who okay. like is, does all the conniving. That's okay. who he reminded me of. Like I And like especially at the end, there's some... Well, not to give too much away, but like there's some scenes with him acting where mm-hmm. he's very gets into very melodramatic, and it's part yeah. of the, it's the directing yeah. that like frames him in some weird like mm-hmm. almost soliloquy soliloquy type <laughs> ways. He's a press agent for the for the congressman for the congressman who died. Slash Congresswoman Jessica Fletcher. Now he's a fancy folk. He's a man about time. He's a guy kind of. But you know what? How cool would that be? What? Yeah, I was a congresswoman for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> you can put that on your record. You it's were, on her Wikipedia. It's on her yeah. Wikipedia. Served from yeah. like a representative 5th to of 10th. the District of Cabot Cove, Maine. Yeah. This is pretty cool. Yeah. And Joe, he's the kind of guy who wears like. And let's go ahead and skip okay. forward on this. My hmm. bad. But let's go ahead and skip forward on this. I just want to say she made an excellent representative for her district. Well, yes. Excellent. She did, she did a perfect she job. She did an amazing Flawless. job. And I kind of wish victory. all Congress people were her. I do too. Just the clones of Just Jessica clones Fletcher. Of her. <laughs> <laughs> we would have a much better run country. <laughs> yeah. It's a political episode, man. You can't not say it. No, no. I'm just trying to get uh, talk about Joe for a minute. All right, let's talk about Slimy Joe and how slimy Joe is. But he, Joe is slimy. He's slimy. <laughs> but one one word I loved that Jessica used. Oh, and I know which one it is. Yeah. It's, but no, I didn't even have to read that. Oh, yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah, I yeah. bet Cameron loves Adelpated. Adelpated <laughs> is the greatest word ever. Because he's being very condescending. Yeah. She's like, look, I'm not your Adelpated great aunt from East Nowhere. Yeah. I can take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how that all ends. All right. Um, bye, Slimy Joe. God. <laughs> <laughs> She meets some of our other main characters. She meets Dan, mm-hmm. Congressman Dan from the party. He mm-hmm. gives her some condolences over Wendell's death and says he wants to talk to her about some bills that are Specifically coming Specifically the cannery bill, because that's really the only one they mention from here Yeah, they out. say that there's like a bunch of bills, but, but the they only, only one that we are worried one. about is the cannery bill. Yeah. The cannery bill mm-hmm. is Dixon... I guess he's a businessman. And he's a lobbyist it. for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, she says he, he owns them. He owns a lot of canneries in Maine. In, and he wants another cannery. And he wants, they want, specifically, they want to build it on the coast near Cabot Cove, yeah. which would give jobs to Cabot Cove, yeah. but would also ruin the environment around mm-hmm. Cabot Cove. Exactly. And then we meet Diana, who's the, like executive assistant. Administrative assistant. Administrative assistant. And she is, uh, we find out she's tendered her resignation to Jess. Assuming Jess is going to bring in her own people, I'm like, yeah, Jess is only here for like a couple days. True. Well, I guess but... she doesn't know at that point how long she's going to be there. Yeah, she really exactly. has no commitment of how long. Well, if they're talking about voter registration, maybe it's only, maybe they were going to vote in a week. Yeah, I guess it would be probably. So maybe he died really soon. Yeah, let's go ahead and yeah. assume that this episode probably took place in like October yeah. of an election yeah. year. Yeah. So she's like getting close to Yes, yeah, so let's the end. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Jess is like, no, 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 you don't need to resign because mm-hmm. if you are good enough for Wendell, you're good enough for me. I don't really plan on being here that long. And then Harry Parmel, mm-hmm. the other lobbyist, he comes in with a half a dozen red roses, which I found extremely inappropriate. Inappropriate. <laughs> and this is how he's decided. It's just weird. Yeah. And he's just like, this is how he's decided to wine and dine her a <laughs> bit. And Diana assures Jess that most lobbyists are good people, which mm-hmm. I sincerely doubt. I sincerely doubt. But she does make a point of saying, not Harry, though. He's, but not He's Harry. a big slime. Oh, and Harry on here is Parmel on my notes, evil leprechaun lobbyist. <laughs> yeah. Because he <laughs> he's wearing a green suit Yeah, when he like gives her the roses, and I was like, oh, he yeah. looks like an evil leprechaun. He almost looks like... Clarence from uh, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. <laughs> Except for like an evil Clarence. An like evil the, Clarence. Like the impish demon version of Clarence. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that went nowhere. 
No, it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. It wasn't meant to. It wasn't meant to. Sometimes it? my thoughts go nowhere. <laughs> Sometimes I like to throw Most it. of my thoughts say dead end. <laughs> Sometimes I like to just throw a big old, like, do not enter sign <laughs> into the conversation. More stuff we kind of learned. There's a lot of jump cuts to different things. I'm yeah. trying to touch on the important aspects right. of it. Uh, we find out that also Joe, the press agent, Slimy Joe, mm-hmm. is also dating a lot of people for unscrupulous things. Like, yes. he was dating a woman... Just to get insider trading, insider trading, and Jess calls him out. She's like, "That doesn't sound very ethical." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, you know, it's Washington D.C. This is how Washington D.C. We're not ethical at all." No, and I was like, "Well, this is why Congress has what seventeen percent approval rating." Right. Well, there you go. (laughs) Exactly. Later that night, Jess is in bed at the hotel. Congressman Dan calls her. He says he really needs to talk to her, Mm. and she kind of brushes him off. She says, "I'm in bed." Right. You know, I'm drinking my tea in bed and learning about this cannery. That's <laughs> this cannery, dope. Bill, yeah. She said, can we meet tomorrow for breakfast? Or he, he suggests breakfast on mm-hmm. the morrow. And on the morrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And she's like, okay, great. So he leaves this bar. Mm-hmm. And he's accosted by the party's gang, Marta. We find out her <laughs> name is Marta. Yeah, we find out her name is Marta. And I called her the party's gang. Oh, Oh, okay. We really haven't talked about this yet, but okay, it's coming up now. <laughs> There's been so much to talk about this episode. Okay, the thing yes. we need to talk about with Wendell's death. It was an accident. He did have a heart attack. But However, they found him in his own bed. Yes, like they had moved his body, the lobbyist and uh, Dan and Congressman Marta Dan and, and Marta. Every, and everybody. Yeah, they had moved his body. But Marta, yeah. because she's a party skank and unscrupulous, yeah. was taking pictures of them moving his body, so it looked like they were doing Trying something to really seedy. Of his body yeah yeah and she says she's really upset about moving his body which is kind of another way i think and congressman dan was so drunk he doesn't really remember doing that but he sees this picture and he's like oh i'm screwed yeah this is i mean (laughs) i mean imagine any of our congress people with a picture of them moving a dead body although in this day and age who knows (laughs) who knows that would do nothing (laughs) you're under arrest i don't think i am okay i guess i won't do anything then <laughs> the next morning, Jess goes down to have breakfast, ostensibly mm-hmm. to have breakfast with Congressman Dan. Right. And we see a bearded man who's like surreptitiously sort of following her. Mm-hmm. And like she did on the ballet episode, yeah, she kind of doubles back and, and catches him. Yeah, I go, of course, catches the tail. Well established. Well established. <laughs> See, the first time wasn't well established. No. Now I'm like, oh, of course she's going to do this. Yeah, I was time. like, how is he following her and she's not catching him? Oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, she pops out. Hey, gotcha. And we find out he's a detective. Mm-hmm. Now that we've discussed about the moving the body, that's what his problem is. He yeah. is like, I don't think I he just did... need to know why his body was moved. Yeah, like, this is weird. Why would you move the body yeah. if you had a heart attack? Exactly. Why not just call an ambulance right then and there? And because, I... like, was this. What meeting was this about? Was it so shady that, you know, it was committing treason? Like, what exactly was bad about this meeting? Well, and I do have a question. This is kind of like an overall question for the episode. Okay. Do we ever really learn why they moved the body back? No, no, we don't. We, no, we don't, do we? No, like, we don't learn no that at all. There was no reason for them to touch that no. body. They weren't doing anything wrong. I think it was just to set up Marta taking the blackmailing pictures. Right. Which leads us to believe that she was working for one of the lobbyists uh, well, in order to get Congressman Dan to vote their way. Okay, so maybe in a scene we don't see, mm-hmm. let's imagine <laughs> Wendell's, in the blanks Wendell's dead and Marta is the one who's like, we should move the body so she can take pictures. No, I don't think it was Marta's idea. You don't think it was Marta's idea? No. Okay. Because... No. But, like, yeah, it's just crazy <laughs> to me. I just realized now, we just finished watching this episode right before we came yeah. in here. We like to record it when it's fresh in our minds. When it's fresh yeah. in our minds. And I'm thinking back, I'm like, why did they move the I don't, body? I don't know. There was no reason I don't know. I've always been there curious nothing, about that. I have no idea. There's no, there was nothing fishy, but he had a heart attack. And he was at this party with them. And why I, would anybody be like, oh, they caused him to have a heart attack? Nobody's going to say that. He when, was an older gentleman. These things happen. Well, not only that, when Jess is asked to take his place, mm-hmm. she's told that he was not going to seek re-election because he had heart problems. Yeah. So it's well established. Mm-hmm. This man had a weak heart. He could have yeah. just had a heart attack. And, and like, he does. And, like, and he did. The whole episode would be over right then. All they had to do was call the cops and be yeah, like... Yeah, but apparently they had to... I don't I don't know. I'm guessing it was just to set up a blackmail shot so they could get Congressman Dan to vote their way. 
Oh, okay. I'm thinking that's that's how to be well, it. Wow, those lobbyists were thinking on their feet, though, huh? Well, I don't... Maybe? Because <laughs> remember, she wasn't working for them, though. Yeah. I know that gives away a big part of the overall plot, yeah. but she wasn't working for them, so I don't know why they would feel the need to move it. Unless they thought she was working for them. I don't know. Because she was always playing think, sides. Think, she played, like, every side. I think they were aware. In that situation, I think they knew okay. that... She was like a mercenary. Okay. And like in this particular instance, they had basically hired her to go to this party to get pictures of Dan in compromising positions. Right. Okay. And then this happened, and then they knew that like right. they had these pictures. Like she kept taking, or she had more pictures of Dan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that makes okay. sense, right? That, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Because she was playing the field and playing both parties and making right. sure she gets all this information. And then because it's the 80s, yes. a little bit of weird paranormally stuff has to come in. <laughs> we find out the detective... Oh, My well, dreams? I didn't... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it is all real. Who knows? Oh, oh. The detective says that he gets acid reflux, <laughs> back pain, and like yeah. feet issues when something just... When there's a fox... It literally doesn't sit right. And he says <laughs> when a fox is loose in the chi- in a china shop, yeah, which and makes I, no, no sense. No, because I looked at you and I go... What does that mean? Is he, like, can, I is he mixing metaphors? I think so. Bull in a china shop, yeah, fox but, in a hen house? Yeah. But okay. I was like, why would a fox care about a china, <laughs> china shop? shop? I would trust a fox in a china shop more than I would oh, trust our own kids. <laughs> most <laughs> definitely. I would trust a bull in a china shop over our kids. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. One thousand <laughs> percent. Hey, if you ever want anything demolished, send it here. We can get it broken for you real fast. <laughs> That should be their jobs. We should start working on that. Have a gift. <laughs> Get them in construction with wrecking balls. They'd love it. Meanwhile, Dan, mm-hmm. Congressman Dan, wakes up mugged in an alley. He yes. has not he's shown covered up for in his, He's covered in blood. His hands look like they've been ripped apart by beating somebody in the face. Right. Or, you know, hitting somebody. Because, like, when you punch somebody, you cut all yeah. your skin. Right. It's it hurts the puncher. <laughs> there, there's like a, a a gentleman who looks like he's probably homeless. Yeah. Is running away from the scene. He has his he has wallet. No, he has no wallet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan's like I don't have my wallet. He goes yeah. to run after this man. A cop shows up with Dan's picture. He's like, oh hey, we have an APB out on you, so you're coming down to the station. And then they go and catch the homeless guy to get the jacket and the wallet that was stolen from Congressman Dan. Right. And uh, along with that, they have Party Skank's key. Yes. And the big deal about that is Party Skank is dead. Is dead. Now, this is where it gets brutal. This is, now this we can get into. This is savage. And I was kind of shocked. Yeah. <sighs> she is brutally beaten to death. Beaten. Face. With hands. With hands. Just her face was beaten so badly she died. And she died. And, like, they go to and the morgue at some point. And they say that she's multiple times, unrecognizable. Yeah, multiple times they actually say, it's not pretty. Yeah. Like, and I'm thinking, my God, somebody must have, like, really hated her to beat her like that. Yes. And that's terrifying. And put a pin in that because I want to revisit that later when the killer is confronted by Jessica. Yes. You know, normally she confronts them on her own. Right. This, this time, time she did not. This time there are slews of cops there. Yes. She has And I was like, well, cops. no wonder because this guy cop, brutally beat this woman to death. And the cops at that point, like, surround him. Yeah. Like, and this is... Jess walks into, like, apartments with people all the time. Yeah, with like, killers all the time. And That's an interesting, good writing, I yes. think, on that part. That we show that Jessica has common sense. She would like, know when they're going to kill again. Yeah, And like, if they would, like, if they're cornered. This person is this is person going to strike out at me? She knows when someone's dangerous and when they're not dangerous. Yeah. And this guy, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, so we find out all of that. Terrifying. And Dan is like... I don't know how that key got in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I didn't beat her to death. Yeah. I really didn't. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, you have blood all over. You have her blood and your blood. And your, your knuckles are, are tore up yeah, you, and covered in blood. Yeah. Other things we find, we find out more about the cannery bill. Jess tells Diana that Dan had moved the body. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Of what well, was. she was trying to figure out, like, why the body would be moved. And that's when Diane says, oh, well, he was supposed to go to that Dixon party. But he said absolutely not because he hates him so much. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But really unimportant overall. No, unimportant. It's just really to make us think that the, the evil lobbyists are in on it. Dan just says he moved the body. Mm-hmm. Which, those evil lobbyists, they, yeah, they were super skeezy, but I never saw them as beating someone to a pulp. Right, right. You know? Dan admits to moving the body, 
he says when Marta approached him after the mm-hmm. bar, he did go over to her house. He had a drink, but it was ginger ale. He yeah. didn't. He, he prior to I the events of the movie, that he point, had been six months, uh, six years sober. Six years sober, and then his wife left him, and he started drinking again. But then, after what happened to the congressman having a heart attack and having the blackmail picture on, then he stopped. Drinking. He stopped drinking again. Again, because he's like, oh, clearly alcohol is the but devil. But <laughs> for some reason, he ended up passing out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And that's when he wakes up in the alley. Yeah, and I think it's weird. Uh, th- I did say this at this point. The detective gravitates towards roping Jess into this whole thing. Right. I'm like, has her reputation really preceded her that much at this point? Because, like, think most of the time when she's brought into a murder, well, she's it, sort of tangentially involved yeah. in it somehow. Well, it's weird because she's supposed to be a congressman at this point. Yeah, so And why, now she's a detective. It would be like getting, like, uh, <laughs> just, like... Oh, I don't know, Paul Ryan. <laughs> right, be like, hey, man, help us investigate this murder. Not that he's there anymore, but yeah, be like, yeah. Oh, we need your help investigating this murder. Exactly. That's a weird pull for you. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was trying to keep actually someone who's not currently in office yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, it made me die. Oh, my God. Oh my well, God. you could have gotten Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was like poison. <laughs> he's no longer in Congress. Well, he was the governor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then we go to the morgue. Right. We learn more about how brutal this murder is. Because even Jessica turns away. She tells the detective, she's like, you know, by the way, Congressman Dan didn't do this. Right. And this is how brutal this gets. And, like, before that, the detective says, you're telling me how to do my job now? I'm like, yeah, because you brought me in to do it. (laughs) Yeah. 100% I'm telling you. But she says, no, because of how brutal the murder is, Mm -hmm. the blood splatter is not right. Nope. It would be all over his shirt. And there was blood on it, but it wasn't, like, Not splattered. Enough. Yeah. That's how brutally this woman was murdered, yeah. folks. It's, you don't see it, but no. it's, like, just the Just the everybody's reactions that. to this, it shows just how brutal it was. And, and Jess has seen upwards of 50 dead people at this point. <laughs> it, like, this one left her shook. Yeah. And she also talks about the makeup. There's no makeup. Yeah. Because if you're beating somebody that badly, then makeup like your eyeliner or mascara or lipstick is going to be embedded into your knuckles. Right. That's how bad it is. That's how bad the beating was. Well, of course it was bad. She died. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. (laughs) This isn't a beating that somebody got back up from. Mm -hmm. Oh, she died. That's how bad it was. Yeah. And so, yeah, there wasn't any makeup on his knuckles or embedded in his knuckles. So, therefore, he couldn't have beaten her to death, too. Right. We kind of glossed over this because it came from a scene that really wasn't, like, Oh, you're going to talk about Thor now? I, do we need to talk about not Thor? really? He's not important. It's just uh, all you need to know is Thor and Diane went to um, school with Party it, Skank. Yeah. And they knew each other. Right. He's sleeping with Diana. He's sleeping with Diana. And he looks like A.C. Slater. Gone and the to reason why they kept. Yeah. The reason why they kept their affair a secret is because he's a lobbyist for the environmentalists against the cannery. Oh, and no, there is actually something important to bring up about him. And Party Skank was blackmailing him as well. They faked a photo of him. He went over to her house for whatever reason. He was drugged. They were friends at one point. He was drugged, and she posed nude with him to make it look like they had been sleeping. So now this looks like he has like a motive to kill her. Yeah. Because he would have lost his job. Yeah. Uh, had the picture uh, but he's up. so unimportant. We he's un- just, so unimportant. Like just, the detective basically, well, we're done. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, the detective is like, that. she's like, go down to the cops and tell them all this. They do. And the cops like, okay. Yeah, okay, bye. That's it. And that's the end of Thor. So, so Thor's done. Yeah, Thor's Okay, Thor's moving on. Do we bring up Kay? Is Kay important? No, Kay's not important. She's just another seedy part of the government in Washington to show more atmosphere of you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. And that's about it. We can skip over her, too. All she really tells Jess is she's a she's a gossip columnist, yeah. in, a, a columnist in mm-hmm. D.C., and basically tells Jess a little bit of information mm-hmm. she withheld from the cops, yeah. which was that she saw Dixon, one of the lobbyists, yelling at Marta outside of the Watergate yeah. the night that Wendell died. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Jess goes back to the office. Jess had tasked Ski, Slimy Joe mm-hmm. to go get information on Marta. He comes back. He says, I didn't find out anything about Marta. <laughs> and she goes, well, go back out there and find something about Marta. There's no way this person has no footprint. Come on, Grady. You You're know? better than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, you are not supposed to be this incompetent. Which, by the way, Grady comes up soon, doesn't he? he does. I hope so. He's coming I'm back. missing me some Grady. He comes back at least two or three times at the yeah. season, I think. I, I miss the standard characters here, yeah. like yeah. Amos. And... Well, yeah, I agree with you yeah. because, like, 
if nothing else, I feel like I'm like, okay, I got seven new characters. I have yeah. to kind of keep track in my head. So now. Magnum does do a good job with constantly bringing back the same characters. Yeah, you, you, you know who feel, they are. You're, you, you're always going to get TC. Yeah. You're always going to get Rick. You're always going to get Huggins. And you're exactly. Always gonna get exactly. And that's nice. That's because four characters right there that you just. Exactly. Except yeah. I just prefer the Murder, She Wrote characters more because they're hilarious. Well, <laughs> well Amos and Seth, mm-hmm. whom we'll meet soon. Yeah. They become more regular. Yes, they too. do. They especially do. when the and show, I do miss Grady. Yeah, especially when the show it makes me seem like I only like white men or something. <laughs> Old white men Old white and incompetent men. Grady. <laughs> I like incompetent men. <laughs> I like them old. I like them old. I like them a little wrinkly. Like a little wrinkly. I like men of a certain age. <laughs> they button up their shirts. <laughs> they button up their shirts. They don't have their shirt tails out. Um, and the same scene, we find out Diana has suspiciously called in sick. Yep. That's what leads Jess to find out that she's sleeping with Thor, that yep. they are in a relationship mm-hmm. with one another. And we also find out at this point, like we said, Dan has been sober for six years. Yep. And he had been going to three AA meetings a day. Per day, because he needs so much help. Yeah, Because help. he's seriously stressed. And he even says, he's like, I'm torn between two worlds, my family and this country. Right. And I am, I never do anything halfway. I have to go all out with this. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he clearly needs a release or an escape. And right. for him, that was alcohol. So, of course, he's having a really hard time balancing everything. Right. And mm-hmm. especially balancing the fact he's been blackmailed and accused of murder. Right. I mean, come on. He's had a, he's had a rough... I picked a bad time to stop smoking crack. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> bad time to, bad time to stop, stop sniffing glue. Exactly. There's a couple other things. Oh, okay. God, why did we have an airplane reference? Have we even watched that movie together ever? Yeah, yeah, we've watched it before what? together. I don't remember that. I don't know. We should do it again. <laughs> okay, so this is one thing I did want to bring up. And this is the thing that I really wanted to bring up at the beginning. This is my personal pin at the beginning. Okay. So, and this is not plot relevant. I probably should have brought this up a while ago. Okay. But if we go back to the office, to Jess's office in Washington, mm-hmm. did you notice the portraits? I did. I, I was wondering who they were. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> Three of them you should have known pretty oh. well. One was George Washington. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> but you like old white men. <laughs> but I love old white men. <laughs> One was Thomas J. I didn't recognize him. One was Abraham Lincoln. No, didn't recognize him. <laughs> he kind of blends He's into the crowd. He's so normal looking. <laughs> so normal. That Sasquatchy <laughs> stovepiped hat guy. He's always so chin strap beard. He could be anyone. Anyone. Anyone at GameStop. Anyone. <laughs> so, okay. Just Is he from, from Fallout? Just from those three, I thought those were weird picks as presidential portraits to be in a representative from Maine's office because mm-hmm. we have two men from Virginia, one man from Illinois. Yes. Then there was another portrait. Okay. So that was just like a little like me personally. I'm like, well, that John Adams up there. He was a baller, man. He's cool. <laughs> I love John Adams. He's Massachusetts. Braintree, Massachusetts, which I think is part of Maine now. So he would have made sense. Okay. He was an abolitionist. Right. We love John Adams here. Okay. Where I'm sitting in this chair. Yeah, where you're sitting. <laughs> personally where I'm at. The other portrait... First, I'm, a, I'm a teddy man myself. <laughs> I initially misidentified him as Zachary Taylor. Okay. But it turns out it's John Tyler. So it wasn't Zachary Taylor Thomas. No, it wasn't Zachary <laughs> Taylor Thomas. <laughs> ZTT. <laughs> so who was it? John Tyler. John Tyler. Do you know why John Tyler is significant? He invented canneries? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Anyway, okay. that's it. No, John Tyler is significant uh-huh. because he was the first vice president because William Henry Harrison was the president for 30 freaking days until he oh, ate right. so many cherries he died. <laughs> cherries are good, man. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> he was the first vice president to become the president. And at that point, there was, like, no law. Like, it was kind of like nobody really knew what happened when the president died. Really? They didn't have they a, didn't have a any succession? Kind of, not really. I mean, oh. there was kind of an assumption, but it wasn't, like, codified. Okay. So, and he kind of took over. So he is the first vice president to do so. He is the longest serving vice president to, you know, oh. so he was never elected. He's like right. the longest serving non-elected president. Wow. Which was interesting because that's what Jess is in this episode. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I was like, I, why else in 
God's green earth would you have a picture of John Tyler in your office? <laughs> Among He's George like, Washington, George Washington, and Lincoln, Jefferson, and Jefferson. Lincoln, right. And then you have a guy who wasn't even elected to office. Right. Like his presidential portrait. I was like, oh, I bet they put that in there because she wasn't elected into her office. And they, like I said, so the they were really a cool. big time nerd like you. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. All right. Anyway, there you go. I have a little, uh-huh. a little something in the dome to wow. share. Wow. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Back on track. All right. So we're getting close. Let's to go the, back to a brutal murder. We're going. We're getting <laughs> toward the nitty gritty of this. Okay. Uh, this episode, Joe comes back in again. Says he found no information on Marta. Mm. I think he had like a little bit. Like right. She kind of kept to herself. It's, it's kind of suspicious that he doesn't have any information on her, even though he has information on everybody. Yeah, he's like a big wheeler and dealer in Washington yeah. D.C. He should know something. Exactly. And she says, well, that's okay, because I got some information from Kay, the Mm -hmm. gossip columnist. She said that Marta had a jilted boyfriend come by. Uh, Either Wild Dan was there or or something. I guess Wild Dan was there. Mm -hmm. Saw what happened, beat her to death, (laughs) and then he would have discovered these photos that she had taken of this, the movie, okay. the body. Now, let me Am I pause right you. about this? Yeah, let me pause you for just a second. You said that the jilted boyfriend comes in and beats her to death. Wait, stop that. It comes in and beats her to death mm-hmm. because she's been cheating on him, right? Not cheating, but, like, had moved on and was sleeping with other people. Okay, so in a previous episode, you said that you would passionately kill me for cheating on someone else. Well. Would you have brutally beaten me to a pulp? Ooh, that's a good question. How far does it go? Yes. How far down this rabbit hole do we go? How would you have murdered me? I guess I would have had to beat you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, well, I don't have a gun. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I keep daggers everywhere. Oh, I use a dagger. Yeah. Yeah. Please at least stab me. Good God. (laughs) I don't know. I would would never kill you. Or, you know, use a pillow, asphyxiation. I would die pretty fast that way. Okay. Unless unless person I'm cheating on you with like well, just right. doesn't bother doing anything. <laughs> well, He's like, well, oh yeah, you earned this. I'm out, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hammer out the details in a in a situation that's less uh, incriminating for me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds, sounds fine. No, I probably you know I probably honestly I probably just like walk out of the room, cry. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I do the normal stuff. It's all right. I would never do that to you, honey. Get those sweet alimony checks from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which I wouldn't pay. So <laughs> the idea is that this jilted boyfriend took this information and, like, somehow that information got to Dixon. Like, maybe he sold it to Dixon or something. It's very convoluted. So, somehow the, these pictures got from the jilted boyfriend to Dixon's right. penthouse in the Watergate. Yeah. And that's going to incriminate him somehow. And that's going to incriminate... Yeah, how's that going to incriminate... I don't, I don't know. Anyone? I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. My bad, my bad. Okay. Wait. Yeah, yeah it does Yes, 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 okay. yes. They, they feel like Dixon would have these, these, these pictures for okay. some reason. Okay. And that would incriminate Dixon. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to... We'll wrap up the committee meeting at the end. So we'll, the... we'll wrap up the main mystery now. Are we? But you... the main mystery doesn't get wrapped up until the end. We do the committee <laughs> meeting first, honey. Oh, we got to go... <laughs> We're gonna go. Yes, we're going to leave everybody on the edges of their seats. So does everyone want to know what happens with this cannery? Yes. Yes, does they do. everyone want to know? The cannery is the most important, important part, part of this, of this episode. <laughs> Not um, this poor woman's brutal death. Well, it does kind of tie into it, I feel like. Because they got a bit emotional, I suppose. Okay. No. Well, she did a cool. really good, good job, job arguing her point. Yeah. Yeah. And it does tie, I think, And that was my pin the... that I was like, oh, let me pin it for later. She's amazing. She's an amazing orator. Yeah. And someone who's not is Dan. Yeah. Dan, okay, so they're having this committee meeting where they're going to vote on the cannery. And she's running late because she's setting somebody up for murder. Who do you think that could <laughs> Yeah, she's, Yeah, and Dan knows Because literally, this. it's an entrapment. Yeah, and yeah. Dan knows yeah. this. So yeah. he's just blathering on and on and he's on. He's trying and to stall, on. stall so, so that she, she can, can get in there because yeah. they, they're afraid they're not going to win the vote if she's not there to yeah. cast her vote. Mm-hmm. So she arrives yeah. and she's like, I'd like to just say one thing. And she says this is an amazing speech. Mm-hmm. It turns she, out that Dixon and Harry, Harry, <laughs> Harry had, had seven other canneries in the state that weren't working. They just didn't want to invest in upgrading them. And it was cheaper tax-wise yeah. to build a new cannery yeah. rather than to modernize 
the existing canneries. Yes. Which they had put 5,000 people out of a job by closing down those canneries. Right. Just to get a tax break. And Jessica concedes. She's mm-hmm. like, they might not even be in convenient locations anymore. Yeah. But she says she gets upset by the thought of disposing of people and properties mm-hmm. just because they are no longer profitable. Yeah. And I was like, amen, sister. <laughs> because Jessica Fletcher's not a capitalist. No. No. She's a loyalist. She's she's a red coat. <laughs> no. I, I think she's a... I think she would be sort of a capitalist, maybe, mm. as any kind of American sort of is. Okay. But I think it's just like how we complain about like when like a store closes right. in town. And rather than putting a new business in that store, we build another building yeah. over here. It's like, well, and why? This, that's, build... this building is still perfectly and, good. And that's all she's saying. It's yeah. like, just use the old blockbuster building for something. Yes, because it, that's just sitting there not doing anything. It, you're not tearing it down. No. You're not doing anything with it. Just use it for yeah, something. Exactly. And I and I, that's something I totally agree mm-hmm. with. So she says, nay to the canneries. You're not going to build another cannery. And she does it in a way. I, I like the way she did it, that it really still does kind of obscure which party she would be in. Yeah. So if you were to find <laughs> out she was a Republican or a Democrat, mm-hmm. it might. I mean, it's not as divisive as it is today, I'm sure, yeah. in the 80s. But Although uh, it's I did, divisive, I did recently find out uh, it, we were really polarized several decades ago in which construction workers were actually cheered on while they were beating up hippies. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like there's been some severe polarization in the past. I mean, current... And it always leads to bloodshed, which is why it's so dangerous right now. Oh, I mean, freaking uh, Teddy Roosevelt was shot yeah. and was only saved because he had a thick speech. <laughs> Because he was awesome. He had a really long speech, though. Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, like you say, like as divisive as our current society is and as terrible as a lot of things are, mm-hmm. it's been very terrible in the past for a lot of people. Yeah. It's not new to be. So yes. have hope. Things can get better. The 80s will happen again. The 80s will happen. And we'll believe in psychics. <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing back past life regression. I just saw an article the other day. No, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm getting my crystals. You know, time is uh, cyclical. (laughs) I swear it just repeats. We can't. Everything just repeats. We cannot progress. There's not an end. It just keeps going in a giant circle. Circles within circles within circles. Yeah, but, like, I liked her argument because it kind of left, like I said, her political Mm -hmm. party obscured. She saved the environment. Right. But she also saved the jobs. Yeah. In the same way. You know, she yeah. did both. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is like, well, isn't that how the government's supposed to it's work? It's supposed to work We're supposed like to that. be able to do both. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to take care of the country you actually live on. Yeah, you're supposed to. And you're to... supposed to take care of the people who actually live on that country. You're supposed that to. That is the job of the government. Yeah, you protect the people, but yes. you also don't infringe on their rights. Yeah. And you find. You don't let them drink radioactive waste. Yeah, you you find a way to do both. Yes. In, in, in this current situation. I feel like if Jessica Fletcher could run the government, we would have a utopia. Well, you know, Angela Lansbury is still alive. Well, let's get her out here then. Let's get her out here. Let's haul her <laughs> oh, wait, she's a, out here. she's a British citizen. She can never run for government. I know, she can't. Well, yeah. she can run for government. She's going to be president. Ugh. Well, so. what's the point? <laughs> so, although I don't know, because apparently Ted Cruz was born in Canada and he's allowed to run for president. What? I was born in Canada and I was told my whole life the one thing I could never be. Mm. Imagine this, kids. To be told <laughs> you could be whatever you want, but you can't be president. <laughs> because you're a Canuck. Because you're a Canadian. And this <laughs> mother effer comes out <laughs> and he says, I can do it. <laughs> Blows my mind. Maybe I should run for president. Who knows? Yeah. So, anyway. I'd vote for you, honey. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> One vote. Awesome. <laughs> Woo! I'd get Hunter and Jake to vote for you, too, once they're 18. Once they're 18. Yeah. It's going to be a while. So, you might want to hold off on running for a while. <laughs> oh, then I'll be an old white man. Well, there you go. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> you make up 90% of the qualifications. There you go. So, anyway, they, they vote on it, and the, mm-hmm. it's all shot down. So, it's great. She wins. Right. The end. The end. We go to Dixon's place at the water gate. Now let's solve this murder. <laughs> now that we've solved. Now that we fixed government. <laughs> now that we've solved society. Let's Jills. solve some crime. <laughs> it really is like that, isn't it? Makes me pumped. Yeah. Uh, and who who who's the guilty party? Who is sneaking into Dixon's? Apartment? Well, clearly it's Slimy Joe. Slimy Joe. 
Now he's a bit disappointing in a way because yeah. we had him. We called him Slimy Joe yeah. from the beginning. Okay, either he's really great at acting the part, or see now this is my thing. Okay, I really feel like actors shouldn't know they're the guilty party until the very end of filming the episode. Right, it's kind that of that way. Like, every single one of them is like, no, I'm freaking innocent. Right, it's kind of like how the original script for Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I think it was Vader saying that Obi-Wan killed Luke's father. And so oh, everybody, whoa. anybody who saw that script, that's what they thought the big twist was. At the wow. End. The only people who who knew the actual mm-hmm. revelation right. was Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. George Lucas, and James Earl Jones. Right. The, the three people actually in the scene. Even the guy who plays mm-hmm. Vader in the suit didn't know. Wow. Until wow. the movie came out. Yeah, and I agree. So I agree with you. Yeah. When you, like, when, if you know you're guilty, like maybe that comes You kind of start through. acting guilty a little bit, and that's why through. we're like, oh, he's slimy. Yeah. He's like, slimy Joe. I don't know that I really had any doubt that it was him. I mm-hmm. thought maybe at one point it might have been Diana, but I couldn't really figure out why it would be Diana. I couldn't figure out how she would beat her to death in yeah. such a brutal fashion. Yeah. I mean, it, it and, just... And still have very dainty hands. Yes. And, and that's the thing. The only person who has messed up knuckles is Congressman Dan. Yeah. Because Slimy Dan wore writing gloves in order to protect his hands while beating the crap out of this woman. Yes. He had bought some new fancy gloves that mm-hmm. Jess saw the first day she met him. Mm-hmm. And then every time you see him after that, every time there's like multiple driving scenes in yeah, this Yeah, he's not wearing those gloves. He does, no longer wears them. And he's like a dapper Dan kind of fancy lad. Yeah. So for because, him not to be wearing these gloves yeah. is kind of... We should have seen it. Exactly. And it turns out he was using Party Skank to play all of these sides so that he had all of the information and he could blackmail everybody to do what he wanted them to right. do. Right. So he had the pictures that Marta had taken mm-hmm. with the information that Jess had given him. Yeah. He was like, okay, cool. I can plant this on Dixon mm-hmm. and then that'll get him exactly. off, off the plane. And board. that's when Jessica Fletcher walks in with cops. Yeah, with cops. She doesn't spend a moment alone with that man. And what I like, too, because that's how Jess approaches him. She approaches him about the gloves. Yeah. And I loved how, like, when you were watching, you were like, that's circumstantial, man. Yeah, I was like, don't say anything, dude. Even though I wanted him to get caught, it's like, don't say anything. Well, he he does. He says, at first, he says, that's a lot of guesswork. Yeah. You don't really have much on me. Yeah. Because she's just saying, like, well, that's why your gloves are, you know, yeah. long warm because they're covered with blood, mm-hmm. and that's what protected your knuckles from losing any, like, skin or anything yeah. from beating her so severely. Yeah. Oh, God, that's really I know, it's, upsetting. Yeah. He was also the only one who mentioned the bar that Dan was at. Yeah, Dan so was so it, drunk that he didn't know a bar he was at. Yeah. And he had let slip yep. Stockman Bar or something. She mm-hmm. had gone to Stockman Bar. And yeah. th- that meant the only person that could have told him that information was Marta. But still. But still. It's nothing. You can't that. really use that in a court. Yeah. So I was like, dude, don't say anything. And then what does he do? He, he soliloquies. Because. Uh, he talks about buying and selling people. That's what we do. Yeah, it's people's hubris. Yeah. Man. The more they talk, the more they admit their guilt. Yeah. And it's like, just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. Another Shakespeare reference. Uh, I, I'm not going to, I'll paraphrase it, but Iago at the end of Othello is like, yeah. I'll never speak another word ever again. And he never does. Right. They're like, why'd you murder um, Desdemona? Oh, wait, right. no. Why'd you mess with Othello so he murdered Desdemona? Mm-hmm. The whole, read the play. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why, why did you do all this? Right. And he's just like, I'm never going to tell. Yeah. Don't say a word. You have the right to remain silent, guys. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? If, if they can't get solid evidence, you're free. Yeah. So, anyway, Stephen Joe monologues. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he gives up oh. the game and basically says, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. The detective says, good on you, Jess. Thanks mm-hmm. for your help. Want to go get some blocks and some cream cheese, which she mistakes for gefilte fish, yeah, which is a huge faux pas. Come on, oh Jess. come on, C- completely she different things. I'm not like even Jewish, and cap- I know this. She's like from the seafood, and she doesn't know what locks are. She doesn't know what locks are. Give me a break. She doesn't know what locks are. I'm sure there's not a lot of salmon in Maine, right? But it's still a big deal. She knows seafood. Yeah. And you know the difference between gefilte fish. This showing her isolated, like, yeah. wasp And he tendencies. was like, well, Jessica, let me educate you. Excuse, Excuse me? me? 
<laughs> I was like, oh, I don't like this ending. I don't like this. Oh, ending. I don't like this. At I don't all. like this ending mm. at all. That's at not all. funny. That's not she funny. She can at like all. catch people who's tailing her. She can unravel convoluted murder mysteries, but she doesn't know what locks are. She's never been to a deli. She's or never been to a deli. Einstein's bagels. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's never. Uh, she's never been to a well, grocery store. Grocery stores have locks, and they're like. You know, tubes. The whole the whole episode's bunk now. Yeah, I'm just terrible. I'm so disappointed terrible. by that last thirty seconds terrible. of this episode. Next thing you're gonna tell me, she doesn't know what a caper is. Yeah, she probably doesn't. You gotta put capers on that locks and cream <laughs> cheese, man. You know what? That sounds really good. I could go with some capers. That'd be good. But you have to make your creamy lemon chicken and put the capers in, uh, and then I'm game. A lemon piccata. Yeah. 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 I make the best chicken lemon piccata. It's really good. Now I'm craving that. Okay. Well, it's only. No, it's 10.30. I'm starving. <laughs> yeah, I'm starving, too. We didn't really have a good breakfast this no. morning. No avocado toast for us. No avocado toast, no gefilte fish, <laughs> no locks and, and cream cheese platters. Nope, just a bowl of cereal. God, that does not hold. <laughs> cereal is a bowl crap <laughs> breakfast. I hate it. <laughs> I know you love it, and you could eat it forever. I, I like cereal, but I like it as a snack. I don't like it as a meal. Right, because it's not a meal. Yeah. It yeah. just acts as calories for a meal. Yeah. It's but it's sugar, not a meal. Sugar. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. So, our important question of the day. Mm. How'd you feel about this episode? I loved it. I just wish it wasn't political. So, yeah. let's take away all the politicians of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, when I saw, I always look ahead to kind of right. see what the next episode's going to be of each show. And I was like, oh, right. This is the one in yeah. Washington. I'm like, ugh. I'm I am just so, so sick of politics. Of yeah. I just want to live back in the world where we like didn't even care. Anymore. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, Maybe it's it my really fault. Is. Maybe I'm just older and I should be. You well, know, we're just educated. bombarded constantly with like scandals and just political BS everywhere. All the it's time. like every day it's something new. And like when we watch Magnum PI or Murder She Wrote, mm-hmm. that's supposed it's supposed to be an escape for us. Yeah. This so it's is- like, oh look, here's more crooked politicians. Well, gee, thanks. And like. Jess does at the end defend the good people of DC, that there are good people yeah, and they go nameless and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's like, it's hard to believe that sometimes. Sometimes the trolls are too loud, it drowns out in yeah. other sound. When you have so much coming at you every yeah. single day from so many different angles, yeah. that like really crazy things that are happening get swept under the rug after like a week. Yeah, because like, there's something new that just happened. Something new, some other yeah. distraction. But I feel like my brain is constantly being distracted by politics nowadays that I can't even think straight. I don't feel like I think straight as well or as clearly as I used to. Well, we've been, you know, our treadmill now has this fun iFit thing. Love it. And we've been jogging in Portugal. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to move to Portugal. I am so sick of politics. I'm just done. The thought of a different government, like completely, is so Refreshing. Refreshing. And I want it so badly. And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just going to go, man. I'm just going to (laughs) go. I learned from my workout that Iceland had the first female head of state. Yes. In one of the most progressive countries in the world. And is run almost entirely on geothermal and hydroelectric power. It's like one of the greenest countries in the world. Exactly. Isn't our treadmill cool? (laughs) I learned this on the treadmill. Our treadmill is cool. Anyway, you guys should all get treadmills. Yes, you guys should. Uh, I recommend Gold's Gym treadmill. You can get it at Walmart for about six hundred. It's it's expensive, but they do offer payment plans, and it's worth it. <laughs> this episode of Magnum She Wrote is brought to you by Gold's, Gold's Gym. Gym. Yeah, get oh, the man, iFit let's version. Get some, let's get some of that. Let's get some of that Gold, Gold's like, Gym money. Gold's Gym, give us more memberships. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, no, seriously, that treadmill is awesome. It is. It yeah. is. Uh, as far as the episode for me, I think I feel similarly. I think in any other decade, right? I'd probably appreciate this yeah. episode more. Yeah. I think I just am fatigued. I'm drained yes. of this thinking. Yes, me too. Yeah, so I liked it, but it comes with a bit of a caveat, a little mm-hmm. bit of a... Uh, yeah, I do like, I really like, want to deal with politics like, right now? Like, am I going to recommend this to listeners? Mm-hmm. Especially since what's happening in this episode is happening in real life. Yeah. Other than the brutal murder. Well, according to the guy from Britain, this is how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it is. 
it's certainly all these congressmen moving those dead bodies around yeah posing right them in, posing them in bed and, with and the good guys stinks. are dying left and right yeah yeah, yeah it's just like sad. i just ah and i'm just over so, that so i would say when things have settled politically yeah Revisit this yeah, episode. Yeah, because it's a great episode. Yeah, it is a great episode. It's, it's well great. made. Yes, I think it the is. direction was good. I think the it's acting excellent. was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and the Slimy entire Joe time I was great. looking at Jessica Fletcher thinking, she's amazing. Yeah. Because she can really do everything. And that's not just her being like, what is it, Mary Jane? Is that what they um, call it? Mary Sue, I think. Mary Sue? Okay, whatever. Yeah, but she comes by it honestly. It, but yeah, because she is very charming. She is very personable. She is very intelligent. All of these things make her. Yeah. Attractive. Nothing. Nothing that she does seems unnatural or yes. like it's or yeah. preternatural or whatever. Yeah. Like she from episode one from the pilot. Yeah. They've established who she is and what she's capable of. Exactly. And even if she can surprise you once in a while of what yeah. she can do, you could still believe it. Yeah. Although I can't believe that she doesn't know what locks are. I can't believe that. <laughs> I, I've idolized her so much. I'm like, she can't possibly know what something isn't. <laughs> you have to know. You have that. to know this fact. You have sense. to know what this is. She needs to broaden her friends. Because my thing is, if I know what it is, you should most <laughs> definitely know yeah. what it is. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, you can get us on Twitter at Magnum She Wrote, or you can get us an email Magnum, she wrote at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And is there any other thoughts you want to leave for the for the world? You want to do you want to sing a song, a, a, a hymn to the Republic? No, but I did dun, have a dun, Kesha dun, song dun, stuck dun, in my dun, head dun. this morning. Which one? Ah, oh, I wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. No, don't sing the I'm not. Well, okay, dollar sign. Ha. And I was like, why is this song in my head? I haven't heard it in like what, 15 years? Yeah. And where did she go to anyway? That's a whole other story that we might not want to bring up on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I never keep up on. We've had we've had a we've had a heavy kind of episode. She's had some rough stuff. She's coming back, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's doing okay. Oh, good. She's doing okay now. She had some, uh, there was like some skeevy uh, producer. I can't remember what his name is, but he's like a big producer. Yeah. yeah. Ew. 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 God, guys, stop it. God, you old white man. God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was a look of death. Just as sick of them being everywhere and doing bad things. I'm not old yet. Ah, they're just always doing bad things. Always. Always. You're a great man, though. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We're going to leave it with that thought. Hashtag no omen. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel about that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Hashtag omen. (laughs) I love you, honey. I love you, too. Anyway, we love you guys, and we'll see you next week. All right, love you, bye. Good night, bye. Oh my God, it wasn't recording.